Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Been a lot of interest in the gold country. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a chip up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. That's great and your fans will love to. Finally, we're through the buys. Buys is just such a necessary evil. Yeah. I mean, the players have begged and you know, pleaded for them. And they've had to squeeze him into two, uh, three adjacent rounds this year because of the cricket. But yeah, it still shits me. Yeah, they get plenty of holidays as it is, so I can go straight through. Yeah, like make a bigger list. Yeah, rotate players, rest them, and whatnot. <laughs> That's but, a good field of team without having a team. So surely they could make do for exactly. Yeah, they, they draw. On. That's it. Stop having um, you know twenty rookies that are never going to play. Yeah. Anyway, so we kicked off on Thursday night again with uh, Collingwood putting up a fair show against the Dockers and Dockers just getting over the line at the end um, with a bit of class coming through. Um, I think the Collingwood won a lot of fans with this one, though. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't say they did because anyone that doesn't go from already hates them. But uh, a lot of admirers, I'd say. A lot of, a lot of people probably begrudgingly respected the effort <laughs> they put forward. But um, I thought they did excellent and... Usual standouts, I thought. Played exceptional. Yeah. One one kid in mind, I think. One kid in mind? Yeah. Jamie Elliott. He, he did all right, didn't he? I think he did excellent presenting um, options up, up there. Um, it, there was, the game was played on their terms for the majority of it. Yeah. Um, and Grundy and Wits yeah, battling Sandlands in the ruck di- didn't have their colours lowered. They, uh, they put up a fair odd effort. Yeah. I was really impressed with how they did, especially um, around the centre work and just making smart first use of the ball. Um. But at the end of the day, uh, you feel like Fife might have had a little bit of a quiet night. Yeah, thirty odd touches and kicked a couple. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just you've got to rate him uh, on a different scale to everybody else. Exactly, he's got to that level already. I think it looks like he should be, I don't know, smoking weed and doing a peace protest <laughs> down the street or something. He's not your old old school footballer by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but but the thing is, when he's on the field, he looks like fucking he man. He looks like he's on cheat codes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. His ability to get to where the ball's going to be is phenomenal. Um, there was quite a few times where he's picked up the ball and uh, hasn't even looked left or right. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if he even looks at the goals. Yeah. And, yep, no worries, straight through. I think maybe he's stoned when he's playing. He just doesn't have to think at all. <laughs> just, he just trains hard. He, and He could be the Eddie Bravo of the AFL. He could, too. The little man. Um, but uh, Lockie Neal had, um, I think, six or seven clearances on the night. Um, which is really getting in and under, and he led all possession getters with 35. That's not a bad old effort for somebody that um, I think most people outside of WA would struggle to pick out of a lineup um, before this year. He's probably putting his nose up for a, an All Australian nod. The way things are going, I mean, to be honest, you, you're going to be tough in Frio to not make it All Australian. I reckon yeah. <laughs> you have to be doing some dodgy shit. <laughs> um, and on five, there's one thing I was going to say is he's uh, I think he's a buck fifty three. At sportsbook, 
for a sports bet or one of the, whoever was talking on the radio as I was coming yep. in um, for the Brownlow and they said they can't stop people betting on him. Yeah, they're going to say dollar yeah. fifty three will get a few bites out of there. Yeah, that's, that's a smart yeah. place to. You got a fifty percent increase in a six month period. That's better than real estate. Yeah, I mean, mm. you could turn your heart in this shit and just pay someone to smash <laughs> him up into the season. Well, Bookies make a killing. That won't help. I don't think it'll help. Yeah, the right way, he might have enough. The only way he maybe Tonya Harding someone else on the field and blame it on Fife. That's yeah. the other way it can happen. Oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, look, Collingwood uh, drop outside the four, the top four for the first time in a while. But I think they really put on a good show when um, it was even rumoured that they might go out the, um, over to WA with um, a depleted outfit. You know, sort of save them. Yeah, but, um, yeah. No, they went all guns blazing, and uh, like I said, it wasn't until the last quarter that uh, Frio really put them away. Um, it was still close at the end, but it, the game was played on Collingwood's terms, um, as far as I'm concerned, for just about the whole night. Yeah, I think they um, sort of followed the the trend of going over to Frio and making sure you get the first use of the the clearances, and especially if you got a shark stand or yeah. whatever. But that's the only way you can tie Frio down because otherwise they sort of spread wide and they push forward and you're fucked. And with that, so Cloak didn't trouble the scorers. But um, it was good to see they did so well without him having to take a lot of shots on goal. Yeah, he played up the ground a lot too, which mm. I think was a good move. Did well too up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, roaming around a bit. Uh, because especially the way that uh, full backs will play on him, will they'll let him have those kicks. Yeah. And if you're transferring out of def- uh, out of the back line into the forward line and somebody's giving you one of those yeah. uh, marking options, fucking take it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I, I actually, you got to tip your tip your hat to Bucks on that one. I think it's a good move. Yep. Well, it seems like we're seeing the game evolve a lot where the half back line is an attacking option. Yeah. like the That's where all the run and the uh, ability to open up space starts. It, it's not even just... It was something I, th- I was thinking today, I was watching a few of the other games, it's not just the half back line. It's when they set up that defensive wall. Mm. You know, when you got the ball for 50, that's just not to stop the ball. That's as soon as you get the ball, they start running through and they're attacking options, that yeah. defensive wall. Um, it, it's great to see when it's in full flight. But uh, oh, yeah, Especially I, when they run a straight through the corridor, four or five people. And every yeah. team has their crew that can do it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just beautiful football to watch. Yeah. Quick, rapid, uh, straight on goal. And the thing is, with that, with that sort of setting up that wall and having your half-back men coming up and playing attacking positions, you'll find that a lot of times when... Um, the zone will get set and they'll push it towards the sort of forward flank area but a bit wider than forward flank and then you find the almost the full back or the loose man in defence pushes up to almost the centre half forward yeah. position and then they'll kick it back to him and everyone's screaming kick it fucking forward but it's obviously a set play where you, you set it up from there and that's almost like your quarterback position yeah. they get the ball yeah. there and you, then you, that's where you assess your options from and that's where you can run your patterns and your set plays whatever you do for for mark, marks it, inside 50 but even at centre bounces now you see a lot of half backmen crashing the, the bounce yeah. they'll run flat chat at that thing um, and then hope their player doesn't stop running behind them and get an easy kick but um, yeah I, I think it's fantastic you're getting a lot more running game uh, in that sort of thing which is spectacular football to watch yeah it is much better to watch um, and uh, look, the last thing I'll say on this one was I think Michael Walters was a bit of the difference, really. Um, some of those goals he's kicked out of packs around the corner um, had no right to go in. And when you're kicking a couple of those and the end scoreline's only a couple of goals long, you can say you've had a good night out. Yeah, that kills Backman too. Like You can hold a, a forward for you know 97 minutes of a game and then he has those few minutes on you where he kicks a bag. That's what a small forward does, isn't it? And you're just like, fuck my life. You've, you've, you've kept him to seven kicks for the night. Unfortunately, four of them are goals. Yeah. And look, that, that's what forwards do, uh, especially so good small forwards. 
See, because I thought, I, I thought I agreed. I thought my, uh, Walter's played that huge role that seems to be almost becoming the sort of full forward spot of the modern day game. We got Eddie Batson and those people playing similar yeah. roles. And um, I was thinking, coming on Twitter, it looks like um, Jamie Elliott was kind of doing sort of the full forward and that role with yeah. um, Collingwood. And I mean, when you look at sort of the way he can jump and sort of the way he rows the packs as well, in, in my opinion, it's kind of like Chad Wingard and Dane Swan fucked the same chick and then out came, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out came Jamie Elliott. He, he's got the athleticism of Wingard and the, the shape and balance of yeah. Swan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we said it in the Collingwood wrap-up or if it was when we were watching the game, but his, his balance... When, yeah. he, when he leaps, yeah, he's like he's hit, hit the ground ready to run. Yeah, and that is crazy rare, the ability to hit the ground on your feet and keep your feet. Yeah. yeah. Like, so often you see players going for a spoil, going for a mark, you know, going to make a contest. Yeah. They hit the ground and fall on their ass or their face. And yeah. you're screaming at them to get up, get up. No, nah, ball's gone. Someone else has grabbed it. All off. And it looks like with his body size and shape, he's made his sort of element the scramble where he gets mm. it to a point of contest and he excels in that. Can we just have a look at the clearances, the difference in clearances? I'm just running on a little theory here. Um, really? Where is it? Clearances is 52-42. See, 10, the difference is 10 yep. um, between, uh, and when you've got Sandlands who's dominating the ruck. Yeah. He had another 50-odd hitouts. Um, just makes me wonder, because the other thing about Sandlands is he had 17 possessions, uh, 17 disposals on the night, yep. all handballs. Right. So yep. it's clear that that's his instructions and it, it's in and around, yeah. or if he does take a mark, it's yep. handballing off. Did he take any marks? Uh, yeah, he took a couple. Um, one. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if he's as valuable as at times. This year he has been, but yeah. in this game it, it might have been because um, he is trying to. He's playing one ruckman. There is no backup ruckman. Yeah. Um, I Man, shows he's really good at doing what he's told. Yeah, yeah. but he's, <laughs> that. he's only five ahead in the uh, center clearances. The rest he had five ahead around the ground as well. But you think a lot of the time there's going to be a third man up around the ground. Yeah, so yeah. it negates Sandilin's uh, ability to find a player. And Fife is, you know, he, he's. Um, Five still that third man up a lot of the times, but Sandlands has said he likes the third man up um, because he knows he's going to get monstered and swamped and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So he needs his um, uh, team savage, to be able to do it as well. He loves that shit. He loves it. Of course he does. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to do it like a rugby line out. Just grab five, <laughs> throw him in the air. I'll see you in the car park. <laughs> um, so that's uh, the second of three. Was that third of four Thursday night games in a row? So we've got one more next week. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I can do without Thursday night games. It is infinitely better than Monday night. Yes. Um, yeah. That's like saying, you know, syphilis is better than herpes. You don't need either. Exactly. Actually, on that, have you seen on Facebook that coloured condom that, that tells when you've got an STD? Yeah. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, like, that was bullshit. If you're wearing a condom, then isn't that the whole point? If you've got STDs, <laughs> you wear a fucking condom. So if you're wearing a condom, good chance you've got STDs. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, you, or you're you just scared of it. You know, it sometimes kind of seems redundant if you're already wearing a condom. It's a good start, I think. So that's like someone just giving you a pat on the back for making the right decision. Really. No, <laughs> like see, positive reaffirmation. If a bloke was on, he would have made a lipstick that does that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> Painting that shit quick. Uh, Friday night, Sydney Swans versus Richmond. A um, lot to talk about out of this game. That first half... Uh, when Sydney got out to where they get out to 30 odd points yeah, wasn't pretty footy by sure. either club it was just such a slog and hard to watch uh, even the commentators were yeah well this one's happening yeah yeah and it's funny even at that point 
That's when I started getting all the messages from the one Swans fan that I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh shit, mate. It was on my comeback here. I was like, you're telling me, mate. Oh, I was ready to pay the bets out or whatever the fuck I bet you. I had no clue what happened at halftime. But let, <laughs> yeah. let's call it Hardwick is an absolute genius because yeah, whatever I, happened, it, it worked. Yeah. Um, it was, was, such was a... Stephen Dank uh, around the place at all? <laughs> no, he was uh, giving advice to Hawthorne over the weekend. Um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, anything like that. They didn't come out and blitz them like that. Uh, well, they kicked seven no. goals, seven goals to two or something. Well, that, this is the theory that I've had, what I think is sort of coming to the fore is that I think at the, at the start of the season or at the very start, we looked like we hadn't kind of improved on where we'd left off from last season. It looked like the players we had that we thought had potential maybe had reached their potential yep. but I think what's sort of coming to the fore is that I think Hardwick might actually be a little bit of a master tactician where he's good at strategizing against teams but the only things you get away with once so I think he's optimizing a team which is not quite there yet but I think he's making them look a lot better than what they are just through strategy yeah, it could very well be because, mm. like I say, they didn't come out and catch them by surprise or yeah. you know get bang, bang, bang and put them on the right. back foot. It was they worked hard for yeah. all their goals, and they didn't rely on Martin for a lot of their um, sort of momentum changing plays as well, breaking packs. Yeah, and- it, it did seem though a big part of it was Buddy Franklin's hit. Uh, he knew he was on report because the umpire took his number, and he did seem a bit distracted after that. Well, Mind you, Rance, yeah. Rance gave him absolute pants. Gave him a pants. Uh, cannot take it away from him. He was at the ball before. Um, Buddy, every chance he got, they were one out a lot of times. Yeah, and yep. he uh, every fifty-fifty ball that I saw, he won it. Oh, Rance was that far in his head. I think Buddy's Mormon now, <laughs> <laughs> or he's one of his eight wives. <laughs> it was uh, it was very funny when the MRP came out today. Um, both Tippett and Franklin got two games down to one. Yeah, and the Swans accepted it within I think within <laughs> yeah, half an hour. Yep. yep. Um, it, Record time. I mean, they've got a lineup on Thursday against uh, Port, yeah, the SCG. Last yeah. time they played in there, um, Sydney were average, and Franklin took got them over the line off his yeah, own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that, right. This is the first time I've ever seen an opposition coach of the next week's team appeal an MRP decision. <laughs> yeah. I know they do play the week after. I can't remember now, but I know it's Hawthorne the week after that. The thing is, obviously, I'm a Richmond fan, and I saw the incident and. I'm happy with one week. I mean, it, it, the thing that I think looks in his favour, and this is a very sort of um, perception-based analysis, is that, in my opinion, him going forward over the ball and um, into it was like that, cleared the way for good to get a clean disposal and then push forward. It was, uh, yeah. Which I think happens every week in a rugby union contest when they're in the ruck like, kind of thing. So in the ruck, yeah. I'm going to say, they say it's a bad look because he's run past the ball yeah. to lay the bump, but it's a good play. Yeah. Because the next player in, like you say, which was Goods, yeah. open and but, running towards goal. The problem I have it with is the consistency. It's not Buddy's fault. He, you know, if he, they're giving him a week, fuck yeah, you'll take it. Yeah. But the MRP in the past has given people six weeks for the same sort of shit. Yeah. Um, look, just have a consistency. Just have it. All right, that's a, a two week down to a one. It's funny because they base it so much on well, what happened, the consequence. The, the, the yeah, is with that, um, with this head high rule, when you get a free kick for head high contact, I don't know, but I remember when we were taught to play football. When there's a ball in dispute, you're taught to go in not head first, but you go yeah. shoulder and hip first. Yeah, and you pick it up yourself. at the side to protect yourself and ride that bump, and then be able to give the quick hands or something. And look, had, you don't go head first. I, I had Buddy done that. Happens, had he collected the ball, hip and shouldered? Um, but Edwards, Edwards should have been hip and shoulder Edwards. side on as well. You know, yes. going for the ball. He should be side on, hip and shoulder, facing the ball, pick and, it up so he can ride that bump. I fucking blame those head high free kicks on that shit. Well, like, players have learned not yeah, to protect exactly, themselves because they're going to get free kicks and get rewarded for going head first like that. At least they're doing something about it now. Um, you know, I think they could probably do a bit more about it. Yeah especially at a, a club level. 
Just to, No club wants their player to fucking get paralysed. Yeah. But on that, I think it's only just recently we've started to see that proper approach to the ball come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's because guys are getting laid out. I yeah. think Edwards actually, I, I don't agree that he should have done it in this case. He's get down and get the ball. Because yep. he looked like, all right, Franklin's going to get it, I'm going to tackle. He yeah. looked ready to tackle. Yeah, that's, mm. true. that's um, true. And, you know, it's at the end of the day, he was falling backwards at the same time. But yeah. you hit him in the head, you know you're going to get a weak. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, exactly. If you knock him out, you're going to get three, which yeah. is a little bit yeah. silly. That's kind of the thing, you know. If if he decide, imagine he had a, a history of concussions or something. Yeah, yeah. He gets a concussion test, and then they're like, "No, you got to sit out six weeks." Yeah. Then they have to give Buddy Franklin a much heavier thing. But yeah. yeah. If you get a player that's never had a concussion before, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, you're struggling the field, mate." Yeah, it's down to one. And week. they have to take into consideration that as a person on the field, you do have a duty where you're not going to put that hit against Shane Edwards the same force that you would with say Matthew Pavlich or something like that. You know what I mean? The, with a size, you still have that sort of that, yeah. That you still have that sort of um, onus of responsibility on the people around you. But I think that sort of action to get a clean possession of the ball still there should be some sort of leeway for it. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's a week. I think that's yeah, you know, two yeah. weeks down to one. I think yeah, that's fair enough. Fair, yeah. Some of the other ones were like the Stephen May, who got three weeks, uh, yeah, which that down one, to yeah. two, but he appealed it for yeah. three. I think he's unlucky. I, I, so, me, I thought that was play on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I, just me. In, in real time, it looked like play on. Yeah, certainly. like slow down. Yeah, it looks nasty. You go, so ah, okay, you yeah. got his chin. But I don't think because you've gone too harsh on that, that you need to go too harsh on the next one. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just so it is. It's on based on results, yeah. and that can be, you know, Edwards got up and took his kick and went and did a concussion test. I think yeah. which was just oh fuck. Yeah, it, and then came well. back at yeah. uh, eighteen minutes and thirty seconds and got yeah. a, a free kick well, paid against him. They yeah they explained that today. Uh, the umpire's boss Geishin, I think it is, um, because the Tigers asked, "Is he okay to go back on?" Yeah, he's been cleared by the doctors. And the interchange steward said yes. What he meant to say was yes when the time's up. Uh, but he uh, said yes. Uh, so no, yes, he is okay. Yeah. Not yeah. yes, he's okay to go back on now. And then he yeah. went on. And then they paid the free kick, like which was the ball. Were they having a shot on goal? Actually, who polices they, that then? They just, I thought the stewards policed it. The interchange steward does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, pay, they paid I the think, free no, kick. I think we just got a free kick or something. It, then, it was definitely it was in yeah. the forward lines. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we actually had the ball. We got a free kick or something. I don't know if it, something like because that. Because of that? Or? It was a shot on goal or it was you know, 55 yeah. out. Yeah. So the ball goes back to the middle, then 50 metres. Yeah. And I think they yep. missed the shot on goal anyway. Yeah, they did. Such yeah. a stupid penalty for yeah. an interchange infringement. Yeah. Turning over the ball is enough. Yep. But they turn over the ball, move it to the middle of the ground, and then yeah. go 50 metres forward. Yeah. Especially the SCG. <laughs> Especially the SCG. is huge. Um, so hopefully that rule gets fucked off. And that's the other thing. There's, there's lots of talk about how the worst thing is that they change rules every season. But even worse than that is that they change the interpretation of yeah. a rule that stays the same every it's season. It's a very hard <laughs> game. To, or mid-season. It's yeah, so exactly. hard to umpire. Yeah. When everything's up to interpretation. and yeah. Like we were talking with the May one, you see it from a different angle you've got a different opinion on yeah, what happens. Yeah, and context is everything. And the, the umpires, are like, I'm not harsh on the umpires at all. They've got oh, such yeah. a hard job to <laughs> yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Um, and but, they, they fuck up and, you know, you, you give them a bit, but uh, you get on with it. But it's the MRP that's got all the time in the world to get over this shit that just frustrates me. But, and this was a hard game to watch because of the umpiring as well, because there was, yeah. well, there was about 20-odd free kicks in the first half. And the thing is, Tigers yeah. have got the best of them <laughs> most weeks in and out, I think. Yeah. I think we're leading free kicks in the, in the AFL. Um, without a Selwood, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> the uh, and Tippett also got uh, two weeks down to one for yeah. I thought that was a. I thought one down to a, a fine or two weeks down to one. It, it's it is funny though because I mean it is still it's an elbow slash forearm to the head. Yeah. It, the thing is, it was sloppy. Had he you know 
clipped him uh, right across the jaw with a fist or something, or you know, actually yeah. made knuckle contact, you'd be like, oh, he probably meant that. Like if he punched him square in the back of the head. We didn't quite punch him square in the back. It was more a forearm. No, I mean, if he did, like Ferrito did the week before. (laughs) Yeah. It can be considered foreplay. (laughs) If if you're into that, yeah. yeah. Each to their own, okay? It's a new world. Well, it's hard when you've got the eye on the ball. You're just going to smash some bloke. He puts his head in the way. It's just the way it goes. It's hard to doggy punch with eye on the ball. It's pretty harsh when he puts his head in the way. Well, I mean... Uh, you know, a foot and a half out of the way, but he's still kind of in the way. He's uncoordinated, okay? He's not like he's a professional I'm not saying Frito read the ball well. He thought the ball was going to be there. He ended up punching a bloke in the back of the head. Yeah, but his head... Well, wasn't there either. Franklin's head can look like a football, I guess, um, from the from behind. Uh, so, Port Adelaide will travel to Sydney, who are without Tippett, without Franklin. I'll put it to you. Would you rather face Sydney without Franklin and Tippett or Sydney without... Parker and Hanbury. Oh, without Parker and Hanbury, of course. Every day of the week, in it, because Tippett and Franklin are good. But if no one's given the ball to him later, yeah, yeah. fuck it. Exactly. And the thing is, you got to. It's not so much you're attacking. You got to worry about your defense against Port, who are very quick at transitioning, and you're on a We're very, very it. small ground where they could annihilate you if you can't be if your forwards can't be responsible. Yeah. yeah so. You know, if they really, if Richmond really wanted to help them out, they could have, you know, arranged for <laughs> Richmond help people out. <laughs> We're the milestone fuckers, man. Hey, you've ruined everyone. Speaking of milestones, seventy thousand for Richmond. Yep, seventy thousand members and debt free. And the thing is, my birthday's coming up. I got the AFL Richmond membership. So from, uh, from the parents, seventy thousand and one. I'm the seventy thousand first. Fuck. <laughs> So it's not a bad effort from a club that was uh, has been without any great success for the best part of your life. Well, you know, we've... Well, yeah, you... Okay, right, rub it in. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's good. Kick a dog in the gut. <laughs> Last so premiership year you were born, wasn't it? No, no that was before me. that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, we'll go on to uh, Hawthorne Essendon um, in a weird game. It, it wasn't a good game. It was... For, for two teams that have had such a fierce rivalry over the years, you know, in the line in the yeah. sand and yeah, the, yeah. the 80s, Jesus was bruise-free. But the thing is, it wasn't a good game, but it looked like up until sort of the third quarter, it had the potential to come alive at, at any point, yeah. which it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> no. I think each team kind of was in cruise mode the whole thing. Goal kicking was shite. Oh, there were so many gettable oh, goals by both sides. Gibson broke my heart. Oh, how excited! I was sitting there. I was talking to you and going, "Gibson's never kicked a goal. He's got fifty. He's going to get it. He's going to get a goal. He's going to get a goal." Uh, Edge of the square. I heard on the radio yeah. afterwards. He said, um, uh, "Brad Hill ran up to him and goes, 'You're going to kick a goal, bros. We're going to celebrate.'" Yeah. And he's going, "Oh God, don't do that to me." <laughs> and he's hit the post from four meters out. See, that's even worse. Had he gone through for a point, you'd be like, "Oh, you know, might have slid or whatever." When you hit the post, dead bang. <laughs> you can't. You just what the fuck? I, I yeah. don't know if you could make it worse. Well, I, I guess there's only way you could make it worse was if you kicked it into the man on the mark and didn't make the difference, like Segler did 30 minutes later. <laughs> mm. oh, shocking, <laughs> shocking kicks. It was an ordinary day. And this football. is a week where Tony Lockett's inducted into the Legend Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, let's say a month. It was about three weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was only announced this week. Oh, there you go. Sammy Mitchell. Sam- hey, I, 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 was, I read an article today talking about it and saying... You know, he, he should be a bit more sort of um, considerate, fucked. should be a bit more respectful. You know, it's just not called for. Um, you know, if you can't be nice, I shouldn't say nothing at all. Like, yeah, Fuck well, how about don't take drugs? <laughs> I tell you what, I, I think it's a uh, disgrace. Um, it, it is absolutely shocking and they should be ashamed. It's been three years 
There's been, what, 50, 60 games Essendon has played since then? I have. And not one other footballer has said anything about it? Yeah. Oh, That's I'm, disgraceful. Yeah. We are Australian. <laughs> Could you imagine if Davey Warner was playing on one of these teams? He would have been there at the press conference giving it to him. It would have been week in, week out. This is disgusting. This is the first one, three years later? He would have had those alcohol wipes. Giving out <laughs> like, Here you go, be, be safe, lads. Be that's, safe. That could be why David Warner's been so fucking angry lately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this bullshit. Australia's changed. Been on tour, come back, this I shit. I can't believe this isn't even an issue. Yeah, it's exactly. so stupid. Like, oh, my God. And, hey, no, but the Essendon players, when he did it, they just went, yeah, yeah. and walked off. Yeah. Like, oh, there's no way that's the first sledge. Exactly right. John O'Brown was awesome. Because I, I watched the replay because, fuck it, it's Hawthorne beating Essendon. I'm going to watch yeah. the replay. Um, and John O'Brown's like, yeah, good. That's what it should be. Yeah. 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 Footballers. Yeah. You reckon you reckon nobody said anything else? <laughs> of course I have. Yeah, fucking get it up them. Um, but uh, look, what happened uh, after the game was exactly what I thought would happen. Sam Mitchell will come out and apologise. There and were no, no Essendon supporters left? Sam Mitchell will come out and apologise. An Essendon player will come out and say it doesn't bother us, and they'd both be lying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, what? Uh, where's the the problem? Yeah, uh, are Essendon saying that's wrong? We never did inject. No, oh. they've already admitted that shit happened. So, look, what are they saying? Don't point out our obvious flaws. No, they're saying, look, we got not guilty. I'm like, yeah, because when you're sledging people. Facts given away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. What does that matter? They didn't get not guilty about injecting. They got guilty for injecting. What? Are you telling me your mum really isn't a, <laughs> a strumpet? I'm going to say, how many insults or nicknames are you giving people for things they yeah. absolutely don't deserve on yeah. the facts? Like, imagine that, that matters. Imagine that had to be factual, though. How many people would Hayden Ballantyne think has fucked his mum? <laughs> and how many people has he said he's fucked his mum? Imagine, yeah, if all your searches had to be factual. Hey, you're the 17th best player in your club, but you could do better. You know, well, you got him there. What a I mean, fucking joke. But it, right it's funny that, with man. that, like, because all these things you're not supposed to sledge about. Remember, there was a famous one with Warren and a uh, oh, South African player. Maybe it was uh, Smith. He he went to um, a psychiatrist. Oh, Daryl Cullinan. Cullinan, that's it. Yeah, he's a psychiatrist based on it. And then the first first time he gets out, uh, gets what a ball at him, he's like, so... Uh, what colour was the couch? <laughs> and just every chance he got, oh, I'm going to send you straight back to therapy, mate. Why would you, if you ever let him know that? Um, of course he's going to use it. I mean, cricket is so much better for this legend. I mean, you've got eight hours to think of how you should <laughs> just insult an offence person. You're out there all day. You've got to do something. I we were in uh, year six and we were the only Catholic school in town. And we we actually got uh, reprimanded by the league for sledging in the slips because we'd get raw as fuck. That's like the Catholic school tig. Hey, your mum's a fucking cunt. See, I, I can't bat or bowl, but I can sledge like a motherfucker. Yeah. So I reckon I'm a specialty position. We finished second. I was going to say, yeah, you got, um, uh, would you say, reprimanded. I, I bet you that taught you a yeah. lesson too. I was oh, like, no, mate, we got fucking reprimanded. You beauty. I was like, mate, we got fucking God on our side, cunt. I used to love it when your team would laugh. But then so would some of the opposition because like, yeah, he's yeah. a cunt okay. too. Yeah. You fucking got me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I hope now that uh, supporters take this to heart. And uh, next week, Essendon, I think they play St Kilda. I don't think there will be anybody in the crowd that will make any mention of it. They'll be respectful. <laughs> there'll be no one in the crowd. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be people there with Pfizer banners. You know, and demand, saying, oh, it's calling another player idiotic for, for this and demanding an apology. I'm like, fuck off. Honestly, I think I think Essendon versus St Kilda could be the only time that the hot pies bloke gets to take a seat. You <laughs> sit down where the, where the people are and go, just let me know what you want, guys. I'll always be here. Um, and look, 
I noticed uh, another change um, after this game uh, in the media. You got uh, Maddie Lloyd and uh, uh, Bomber Thompson saying, "Is Hurdy the right coach?" Oh, really? So and it's not often you've seen Lloydy and Bomber Thompson exactly on about fuck all. Um, so look, we said when we did the um, half yearly report, we said all off field, don't forget about it. It doesn't matter. This club's at four and seven. Yeah. Now they're four and eight. Yeah. A long way back. Um, they played finals last year, and it doesn't look like they're going to get there this year. No way. I cannot see them playing finals. How can you justify um, uh, to fall back that yeah. drastically? Um, I think that they've got a, a better run home because they, they don't play any of the top four clubs, current top four clubs again for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, geez, they've got to win some games. That's it. I mean, they're not concerned about beating top four clubs at the moment. They're concerned about beating the Anybody. Western Bulldogs and the, the St. Kilders and the GOSs of the league, which got, they see, thought I, that would have been Honestly, gimmies. I'll tip GWS against them. I would have, except GWS have been just battered by injuries. Yeah. I think given an even injury list, GWS on, on paper would, would roll Look, them by a long way. I think they got St. Kilda next week and Melbourne the week after, and they're two games that I think uh, might define his job. Yeah. Actually, yeah. funny one for me with this was uh, Sean McKernan. Haven't well, seen him in a long... This yeah. would be his highlight game. Well, we, we, sorry. We put him for the sword last week, I think, and then as soon, yeah. as, soon as we did, I, I saw that he was coming back for this game. A late inclusion, was he? Or, or a call-up? No, or was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think just in a, for something... Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, he's called up off the rookie list for his first game yeah. of the year and did all right. Yeah. He did, um, he did bloody well for a bloke who's been out of footy so long, or out of AFL footy. Um, you know, you look at his stats. He had 18 hitouts. You know, that's, that's not too bad. Not, he's an underside. He's not yeah. a ruckman. He's okay. an underside. But just coming out of the rap. You know yeah. what I mean? 21 that's possessions. Kicked a good goal. Kicked a nice goal. Yeah. Um, five marks. I don't think you would have uh, set his par level any higher yeah, than that. that. Yeah. yeah. I have to agree. You're safe for this week, McKernan. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> he is probably playing for his career. But... Um, well, he's on a rookie list when you're uh, five or six years at your second club and you're on a rookie list. You've got to make the most of any chances yeah. you get. Yeah. They're, not, they're not going to be many. And uh, he had one and he took it. Um, something else interesting out of the game, I thought that uh, Clarkson showed why he's one of the best in the business. Um, you... He brought his trophy premierships to the game, did he? <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, put Piopolo down to full mm. forward, basically. Did he really? And, mm. and uh, they played Kale Hooker, who's all Australian fullback at the minute. Yeah. Um, played uh, Cal Hooker on Priopolo and Priopolo ran rings around him. Yeah. Um, it was just too tough of a matchup, but change something up, wouldn't you? Go put something else. Yeah, I've never seen a bloke kick four goals and look so angry. <laughs> that's, that's called being small. I'm going to say, You're always <laughs> fucking angry. Because instantly I thought of Harvey. I, he always looks angry too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of angry yeah. goal kickers. <laughs> Do you reckon those two will get together once they've both finished their careers and just hang out and have like the, the under five foot club? Do you, do you think that Harvey will wait for Piopolo? Because <laughs> I'm assuming Piopolo will retire before Harvey. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Um, you know, is is there a rule against WADA for the Fountain of Youth? Well, they've got to they've got to prove it first, don't they? Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, which was uh, last thing on the um, uh, I- injection thing with. Uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Sammy Mitchell, Titus O'Reilly put on Twitter, we still don't know what drugs he was miming. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bit, gold. <laughs> big disappointment for this one, though, was James Frawley going down. Um, again. Shoulder. Again. Yeah, second time against Essendon. Yeah, so for the year, geez, you'd try and skip him, wouldn't you? <laughs> but um, in patches, he he looks fantastic. Yep. But uh, so he's going to be in patches after the shoulder injury. He so. ends up wearing patches. Yeah, that's, that's the only problem. Uh, you know, he moves really well for a bloke his size. He you know seems to make reasonable decisions half the time. Um, Just but, keep him on the track. <laughs> yeah. Like, and what at what stage do you go? Are we getting value from this shit? Oh, it's it's only been it's his first yeah. year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's on the big money. But um, yeah, he's a bit unlucky. He just gets injured whenever he plays Essendon. We have to assume a lot of contracts these days are pretty heavily back ended. Like they'll have a lot of incentive based payments. So all right, you you achieve these stats or this many games and that sort of shit. There's he not was... a lot of just cash on hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The incentive is if you play, you get paid. <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing that at the minute. Then <laughs> you're on a wage. You're an NFL player on a wage. Um, and you you want to talk about evenness of the competition. Um, Hawthorne are the only team with a better than three game winning streak at the minute. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, Brisbane Lions versus Adelaide um, in a, a t- tough to watch match, to be honest. And let's be fair, you probably didn't watch it. Whoever's listening, uh, I I yeah, sad- we have lots of fans in Adelaide. I sadly did watch it. Um, they would have turned off a three quarter time. Adelaide were shit house. For three quarters, um, but they were never out of it because um, Brisbane a shit house in Br- general. Brisbane are just so depleted; they're running on fumes. Um, I think you can test for that too. I think Alistair Lynch called it well. He said Brisbane will give you chances, um, yeah. and then in the last quarter, Adelaide just—I think they kicked half their score. Um, it was like six goals to none. Yeah, it, was, it always felt like if. It's a matter of time. If, if things just clicked a little bit for Adelaide, they'd yep. get up. Uh, and that's all they were missing. There was plenty of run from Brisbane. That, that was fantastic to see. They had uh, plenty of guts, um, but uh, just didn't have the class. Well, Brisbane always seems scared too. Like They're running along with the ball and they're kind of like, oh no, oh no, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. All, all by about two players, yeah. I think they're scared right. of getting injured. They've seen what's going <laughs> around. Like, so, yeah. this shit, man. <laughs> But I mean, you can throw, off-season look forward to. You can throw caution to the wind because you know you're not going to get dropped because you've got no one to replace you. Yeah. This is true. I mean, in fairness, Beams is one of the better players going around for him. He's settled um, down nicely now. Yeah, I, you know, his brother not so much. But um, he, he was doing good till he done his shoulder. Yeah. But there's a, definitely a few guys got to lift. Um, I'm still not seeing from Christensen what I can see. Aish, he, he's been talked up so heavily, but I can't see him playing there next year. No, I think it's... Um, almost a foregone conclusion that he's going to go to Adelaide or Port next year. He wants to mm-hmm. get home. Um, it'll be big money with the only reason he'll go to a different club and I can't see anybody throwing big money at him. No. Um, but the other... What he's doing at the minute. The other thing is too, a uh, few blokes have come out and said that the long, Dangerfield's looking pretty likely to leave, which <laughs> I thought was big because I, I thought, if anything, the longer this drags out, the more likely he is to stay. Uh, it's just... Th- there's been no change from round one to, what are we, round 13 now, yeah. in, in the whole, is he going or is he not? Yeah. <laughs> but we still managed to fill two or three columns a week on it. I think, well, that's, I think that's all it is. The advertiser needs some 
content. The only, the only thing that's changed is the price he's going for. Yeah. That's all that's changed. And look, you can throw any number in there and you go, oh, I'm, and I'm, he's, he's not hurting his dollar sign by making this making this drag out longer too. He's playing yeah. awesome footy, um, but th- there's no d- more development on it or anything like that. It's mm. just you've got to feel column inches. There's so much media around, especially in Adelaide, where you only got two teams and yeah. not much else happens. Yeah. It, it was the same with uh, Ablett. It was the same with Franklin. It was the same with Cloak. Yeah, and so far they're two two and one for leaving. So he could. Oh, I still can't see him going. I reckon he's going to stay. Yeah. Um, Big Tex had a very quiet night, missed some um, sitters uh, earlier in the game, but when it mattered, he stood up and so did Eddie Betts um, in, in the final quarter to get him over the line. Um, and that's about all it was. Adelaide got over the line. Um, you, you, against the lines, that's what you need to do. And the thing is, that's important that it doesn't matter how you play, as long as you find a way to get over the line in these games, it makes all the difference yeah, in, in Exactly how you so. And that's what you need in a captain a bloke who goes, no, nah, I'm not letting this happen. Yeah. Who just. Will not let the team lie down, uh, you know, especially against team like fucking Brisbane. Yeah, exactly. And that might have been the three quarter time speech, like lads, if we get beaten by Brisbane, <laughs> fuck's going on here, lads. <laughs> for the first uh, three quarters, I thought it was Josh Jenkins who was the, um, the shiny light for him up forward. Um, he took some nice grabs and he made is a, coming along made beautifully. A presence. Yeah. And Kyle Cheney, um, he's uh, cemented himself into a, that back line. He's um, playing really well. It's good. He's at his third club. Good to see him actually getting um, stringing some games together and playing a, a proper role suited to him. Mm. Saw Rory Sloan went down in this too. He he looked like he was oh, in a bit of strife. Done his jaw. I think he's out for six to eight. Yeah, so not good for him yeah. at all. And that'll hurt them because he's been a fantastic player too. Of course, yes. Yeah, fucking yeah. yeah. nurse my super coach team too. Yeah, same. Yeah. He's been on mine. Better <laughs> <laughs> go check that one out. Um, and uh, for uh, the, the Lions, I thought Mitch Robertson showed a fair bit too. Um, which is it, good because I thought he, he's had a lot of games where he hasn't shown enough where yeah. he's got, got got the ball he's got to get the ball but using it intelligently isn't good and that's essential for a team like Brisbane where he's very much get ball get rid of it yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then run down get ball again get rid of it again <laughs> whichever way he's facing that's yeah. why he's going to kick it fight cunts get down forward <laughs> get the ball again fight cunts get down forward yep um, but uh, yeah the lot, poor old Lions they're uh, just waiting for the end of the season and seeing who gets that number one draft pick yeah. they play Gold Coast later on and that'll probably decide who gets that well yeah I mean it, it says a lot when you say their danger weekend is going to be Mad Monday <laughs> yeah their danger weekends every weekend they keep uh, fucking themselves up on to the battle of the one premierships St Kilda and the Bulldogs um, well that stings every time you say <laughs> it, it it was a, a fair matchup without being spectacular uh, yeah. I won't say it was a bad game, but it wasn't anything great. It was old school football. It, like, it, it was, was a grind. It was scragger footy. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, they just had a little bit of class um, that strung some goals together, and uh, that's all they needed. Um, it, but hard to find anything else about, out about this game, really. I mean, their goal kicking was shit out for St Kilda. Seven goals, 14. Well, the thing is, you've got two teams who are in the, well, both recruiting young, and you'd say St Kilda is more rebuilding than the Bulldogs because they're looking pretty sweet at the moment. But, um, yeah, I just thought the fact that Bulldogs are able to hold on to a strong finishing Saints side says a lot about the potential of the Saints and the Bulldogs' maturity. Especially when it's in the back of their minds that they gave up a 50-point lead yeah. earlier on in the year. Yeah. Um, and they weren't letting it happen this time. And I think the Saints had the chance to win it as well, especially in those last few minutes. Um, all the momentum was with the Saints. And yeah. it was it was theirs to win and a couple of shots got sprayed. And I think... One marker put down, or, or something happened. Yeah. Eastern Wood took um, a couple of nice intercept marks. That's um, what it was. Yeah. Again, somebody else I reckon uh, locked himself in for an All Australian 
um, yep. birth this year. He's been an absolute rock across the halfback. He's uh, got to be making the Bulldog faithful happy. Sorry, I reckon we filled enough all Australian teams to play Australia versus Australia A in the I, international series. Yeah, I've got a squad of about 70 so far. <laughs> I'd say we'll, we'll whittle it down by the time it matters. No, no we're just we're just waiting for people to bribe us. <laughs> you know what's funny is I haven't got many Hawthorne players in there, but um, no, I haven't either. maybe I'm trying to uh, just pump everyone else up. Because it'll be, it'll be like them, All-Stars versus Hawthorne or something like that, like a little soccer who <laughs> come over and visit. Um, what else was there for the Bulldogs? Um, there was something else. Bontempelli started to get a bit of the ball again, but still kept a little bit quiet. Uh, yeah, uh, the commentary team, we had Channel 7 doing this one. I'm glad that the package wasn't mentioned every five seconds. Uh, it, was a, it was about every six or seven minutes. It was still there, yep. but um, I guarantee that somebody's had, guys, can we just lay off on this one yeah. just, a, just a little bit? Well, maybe they saw the, the Sydney Swans uh, game and Goods' uh, squirrel grip and just thought maybe the package was getting enough of a mention. The package had been touched up a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, you can't you can't hold on too tight to these things. Yeah, I think um, what is the, the uh, prostate cancer foundation should get right behind oh, it. Oh, shouldn't they? It's a perfect opportunity to start marketing. Say you know, help a mate out. <laughs> Running out the urinal half time, just you know, you know, reach around to the guy in front of you. The testicular cancer mob beyond there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you know, that, that feels fine. I mean, man, you've yeah, been to the toilet at half time. You see how packed it is there, just between legs, guy in front of you. I got it. Solve two. Keep it real. Give them a feel. That's all they need. See? <laughs> Fucking gold. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of gold, Carlton and the Gold Coast. Jeez, um, talk about tough games to watch. Uh, it, it it happened, this game, uh, allegedly. No, uh, look, I did watch it. I'll tell you what, the only people who would have been looking forward to this would be Carlton supporters. Yeah. I'll Everyone look, else has gone, is better homes and gardens on? Yeah. They, they strung... Back-to-back wins, um, which... You, and last week's win was fantastic for them. Of course it was against Port. Um, so they, they've done the job at home against uh, the Gold Coast Suns. But um, look, to say that uh, the Suns off-field has been more interesting than on-field this year, yeah. um, we'll, we'll start off how their week went, which was Gary Ablett not lining up. Um, <laughs> they said he's guaranteed to play next week. Yep. And then, uh, was it Friday afternoon or, or Saturday, the uh, Carmichael hunt? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing dob in a mate he uh, put a line in the sand and then snorted it Um, and then uh, he he, and then got real chatty he he grasped him up like a kipper he certainly did well yeah he said there's two camps the druggos and the god squad but um, he he never pointed out who was in who he he, he is uh, now no he did he he named names and it's got to the media but the media hasn't released it yet but I I did hear on uh, AFL 360 that Mark Robinson's got an article tomorrow that might uh put some more light on it and he won't be the only one well let's let's be honest the um, police force aren't the most trustworthy organisation and <laughs> it's leaked to all the wrong people already you know, so. you know what the bloke I worry most yeah. about is uh, Adam Saad because with that last name he's going to end up in bloody Christmas Island <laughs> he's going to be trying to get drafted from Nauru um, he's He's probably one of their only good shining lights from the year. Exactly, that's the problem. And the thing is, I mean, someone seems to tell him that you, you get free alcohol at church. That was a good one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean, this this problem will sort itself out. Where does it go back to... I mean, uh, I heard Rodney Eade uh, talk. He was saying when he was interviewing for the job, they said, we want to lift the standard of professionalism around the club. Yeah. Um, and he said, right, fair enough. But when he comes in, it, it couldn't have been as bad as he thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Um I've heard more of uh, uh, 
Travis, whatever his name is, um, the chief officer, chief executive up at the Gold Coast, ah, saying when that last time they did the investigation, you know, they asked the players to come forward and nobody came forward, and they went, well, there's no problem then. Yeah. What the fuck? There's geniuses up <laughs> there, aren't they? Yeah. And now like getting a police lineup and say, all right, well, the guilty person step forward, and no one, oh, that's because he's the fucking guilty person with dumbass <laughs> reasons like that. He's higher than everyone in that fucking room. <laughs> and then come on, guys, step forward now. Now they've you know they've looked at Carmichael and uh, he's. Give, name names to give himself a lighter sentence, um, uh, which is what they're saying. You know, maybe yeah. he's, maybe he's embellishing. We don't know. We want the facts. I'm like, mate, come on. It's got to be time to go. You know what? Maybe there's a problem. Yeah. Maybe a bunch of blokes earning a shit ton of cash and occasionally playing footy on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Might know where to find some coke. And I mean, they've already made plans for September, October. So. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've mean, never seen a Mad Monday celebration go to for, for six months. So I think it goes back to the problem with the Gold Coast is their senior players as well as their senior management. Um, yeah. Because they're just... No, they're, they're not no, senior. No problems. No problems. <laughs> they're not no, senior at all. Good. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting when they draft Ben Cousins next year. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's going to be... He's playing for nothing. ...player development. <laughs> if you haven't done it, do it fucking right, lads. This is how you win premierships when you're high. Now, it could be... We've gone through the senior recruits they've had and they've taken the offcuts and whoever yeah. else is available yeah. and then one or two good ones. Yeah. Um, you know, in uh, Riscatelli and Ablett. But maybe they're the wrong senior players they needed because yep. um, Ablett done everything on the field. We, we know yeah. how good he is and, you know, he won their first three best and fairest. Yep. But he's not that vocal leader. He, he's yeah. not a... He's not the bloke that holds a, a guy up in the showers and says, fucking settle in, Well, mate. what I think is all those champion teams is that you respect each person's right to be an individual, but you have that uh, locker room culture where... Yep. It's your one inside that change room. Outside that door, don't give a fuck what you do. Do whatever you want. But in this change room, we're one unit, we're one team. There's no separation. You, you pre- need that leader to put it there. You, you need that yourself. Yeah. Yep. This is AFL. This is football. We're out here to win this game. This is our, our goal for this this next fucking mm. two hours or whatever. Everything else, leave that out the door. Every team needs a team man. I mean, yep. you can't tell me yeah. that someone at Hawthorne's going to say... <clears throat> going to tell Luke Hodge to back off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If oh. he comes to you, oh, I'm fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> Go have a drink. What I was thought was Gary Ablett's their senior, you know, their, their captain. Yeah. I think somebody like Jonathan Brown, you go, mate, yeah. fucking playing football. What the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Like, you can imagine those young Gold Coast players and they come in, they're 17, 18, yeah. and the first draft are like, I'm not fucking doing it. If, I go, if I'm out on Friday night, yeah. Jono's going to snop me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas you don't feel like he has, um, Ablett has that presence on the field. Yeah. Off the field is where Especially Gold Especially on the training track. Where, I mean, you read a story about Michael Jordan. You remember Luke Longley's book where he's talking about it? Uh, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, was, was it? No, it was in Longley's book, but Steve Kerr said he was scared. Yeah, but I remember saying that um, some, they were doing a training drill and uh, just a little scrimmage, and Jordan did a, like, not a no look pass, but a quick pass to Longley, and Longley, I think it was Longley or someone, yep. dropped it. And so Jordan went straight to him and goes, You fucking dropped that pass again, we go fight. And he goes, He meant it. And like, <laughs> he would absolutely do it. I've heard other people um, talk about it too because they said he's fought Steve Kerr. Oh, because he wasn't giving enough what he doing whatever yeah he wasn't yeah. up to Michael Jordan's standard yeah surprise yeah. surprise but you remember that book Loose Balls by Jason yeah. Jason Williams yeah. Yeah. he went and trained with the Bulls oh that's um, right yeah, it's, yeah because he's looking to get drafted and he said um, thanks guys this triangle offense I can't get it yeah. I just don't understand it I'm not your man yeah but he was asking it might have been he was asking Steve Kerr like guys you're killing yourself in training why are you doing that he goes yeah. if we don't Michael hits us yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you need somebody I think that's what they're missing they're needing somebody yeah. that is that a, a club animal man. yeah um, look, um, Brown could have been that had he uh, lasted longer and not uh, well he did well, pound I mean, a couple of them he was never going to 
um, go across. But yeah. somebody like that. It's funny that he's got, someone a bit more talented to get the respect out of it too. <laughs> but he got booted yeah. out of the team for giving a bloke a touch up when oh, he was out Campbell and being Brown, drunk. No. Campbell Brown, you're talking about? Yeah. Like John O'Brien. No, no, I'm Campbell Brown. He gave uh, one of the lads a touch up because he was out being a drunken idiot. And it seems that that was exactly what they needed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it was. Sure. It's just a shame that his best footy was behind him when yeah. he there. Yeah. Well, when your job is make sure no one's when your job is make sure no one's not Gary Ablett. Yeah. You know, you got to say yeah. he did that. He did it well, <laughs> I guess. Um, but look, I mean, no professional sports team has really made it on the Gold Coast. I mean, they've had the Titans that are struggling for money. I think their yeah. their A League side is gone. Or, or no, the Mariners, the Gold Coast Mariners. Central. No, Coast. they're, Central they're trying to get a second Central team up there. They're trying to get one up there, but yeah. so it was in the soccer league. Yep. The NBL, they always struggled up there as well. Yeah. But I mean, they struggled everywhere. Um, yep. Could be just the areas not interested in sport. Yeah. Well, the when you've got that much fucking coke surfing. floating around the place, maybe that's what's happening. <laughs> maybe that's, that's, that's the only reason they keep dropping teams up there, just yeah. to influx the, the coke market. And I mean, New Zealanders don't give a fuck about AFL, so <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Carlton got over the line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they'll be happy. They've got two wins. That'll save them from a wooden spoon. And that'll save them from draft picks in hope. <laughs> yeah, it also disappoints me because I was planning on trying to get some Carlton wooden spoons made up and flog them off <laughs> when they play against Collingwood. I, I, reckon, I reckon we, we still, might still might get some use out of them. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, looking to next week. So that wraps us up, yeah, for uh, for this week. So round 14, um, kicking off again on Thursday night. Uh, SCG, we got Sydney and Port Adelaide. Um, perfect timing for Port, obviously, with the the two Bondi billionaires out. Yep. And Port coming out of the bye need to make a statement. Yep. Nice matchup too, I think. Um, last time they took it up to them and Franklin got them over the line, but uh, it, it's a tough game to pick, I think. I'm um, I'm going to go Port just because I think Sydney will probably win, which means with my tipping, Port are going to get it. Right. Um. Yeah. I, actually, I think Port might sneak in because they've got a. They've got to click sooner or later. I don't know what he said, but he's got me convinced. <laughs> Whatever that. Uh, Friday night at the MCG, Collingwood versus Hawthorne. Um, it's not that much of a walkover, is it? I mean, you've got... This is uh, fourth versus fifth. Yep. Yeah, and I think it is too. Battle of the Black Gloves. Yeah. Fucking, I hope Gunston loses his. Yeah, I've got to say... Gunston seemed to play with uh, Travis Cloak's glove on the last match, and he fucking shanked shitloads of them. Three goals, four he kicked. Yeah, it was a. Uh, you should pretty, have had a day out. Pretty piss poor because they were all gettable. He could have seven goals for the match. Some nice set shots. And yeah, a couple that fell short too. Mm. Um, so, Collingwood coming back from uh, Frio, um, where they uh, put up a good show. Yep. It's going to be a good one. Of course, I'm tipping Hawthorne. Yeah, but no, I'd, it, I'd, it could be a ripper. I'd be happy to tip Collingwood, but I just don't think they'll do it. I'm going Hawthorne. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a really good, hard fought contest. And I think it's going to be one on a few key matchups. Um, but I think Hawthorne will get over the line just based on experience and just they got the wood open. Sure. Something that will lead us into the next game. I heard uh, Terry Wallace on the radio on the weekend saying, uh, no, it wasn't. It was Ron Connolly. Um, the next three weeks, Hawthorne plays Collingwood, Sydney and Frio. If they can beat those three, they're yep. unbackable premiership favourites. Do you know who has beaten those three? Who? Richmond Tigers. There you go. At home. Um, yeah, two of them. Are, uh, uh, yeah, well, I guess it's at all their home games, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Richmond are hosting GWS. Yeah. This is like, in a nutshell, why the proxy argument doesn't work, doesn't no. hold up. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> this this does not therefore equal this. It's a rock scissors <laughs> paper sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think GWS have got the manpower. Um, Richmond yeah, up and about. But these are the games that Richmond lose. Yeah. And the thing is, like I said, I think um, Hardwick's just uh, got a very good strategy going against teams and... 
you can only do it once. <laughs> so uh, I think we're doing very well. We've got lots of uh, positive things. And well, Rance is going to have his hands full with either um, Jeremy Cameron or yeah. uh, Ken McCarthy yeah. because they're both um, much more athletic and he likes he likes to go body to body in the one-on-one. Yep. Um, it'll be hard with their running around like loose tuppets. Yeah. To me, it's where they play Dustin Martin. Like, if you play him in the forward line, I think it could be uh, against Richmond, actually, because I think his ability to barrel through the middle, yeah. they don't have yeah. any big bodies that can stop him. Yeah. They're not growing bodies. They're not quite the yeah. big ones yet. Yeah. A lot of outside run. Yeah. So if you can yeah. stop him, stopping the outside runners getting the ball, it's over. Yeah. I don't think they've got anyone that you'd, you'd put at a better-than-even chance to tackle him properly. Uh, yep. There's not many people in the AFL you would. No, that's fair. Yeah, exactly. And especially, like, I noticed in the last couple of games, uh, it's like Cochin's actually taken a couple of pages out of Martin's um, book by the way he sort of runs through tackles. You notice Martin will pro- uh, take, like, a rugby league approach where yep. tackles come in, he'll have one hand, the ball in one arm, where he can't dispose of it, but he'll go over the over the tackle, so it goes around his waist, and then yep. just try and power through it. It works really effectively. It means he's taking the game on, too. Yeah, he's not yeah. accepting the tackle. And, yep. oh, my God, oh, my God, it's your ball, yours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, and it'll be interesting to see how Vickery goes this week as well. Because he had a it's blinder. It's always interesting to see how Vickery goes. <laughs> he had a blinder last week because normally he, he marks well and kicks shit or he kicks well and marks shit. But he did both well last week. So maybe that was a, a once in a blue moon thing he or maybe a, he's actually going to find it clicking. He's yeah. a great target up forward. And uh, yeah, Jackie Boy running yeah. up, up the ground more. Oh, lazy Su- Suits his game much better. Yeah. And, I do think that uh, Richmond should be able to put this well and truly away. Yeah, They'll look for a percentage and they'll, yep. they'll need it with how tight it is at the mm. bottom half of the eight. Yep, speaking of percentage. Gold Coast versus North. You need a big one. Well, yeah, fortunately uh, we're playing in the Gold Coast because I think none of their players are actually allowed to leave the state. Um, Oh, look, it's second only to the Essendon drug saga at the moment. Um, They have to have been distracted as fuck. So I'm I'm tipping North in a walkover. Yeah, well, it... Honestly, if North uh, win this by less than 80, they'll be disappointed because we said percentage is going to mean so much uh, how tight it is in the middle of the ladder. Yeah. Um, they need these games. To, they need to win them, and they need to win them big. Yep. Do you reckon, though, if you're coaching, do you play Gary Ablett just so that the media has a different story yep. about you? Yeah, you got to play him. Yeah, you, you play Gary Ablett because you're paying a fuck ton of money and your club's in dire straits. <laughs> you but need he something. fills column inches at least. Uh, regardless, you've got to put someone on the field that's going to show some heart or do, be able to do something. You've got to do something about this team. Yeah, you've got to do something about the club. The club's yeah. going to fall over. Yeah. And he's your man. If, if you can't put him on the field and have him do something at least, then what's the point? He's 12 months out from the shoulder injury. It's not going to get any better you know, with another week's rest yep. or something like that. Yep. It's time to get some match fitness in um, yep. and show yeah. something. Off field, we're fucked. Yeah. Show something on the field. Yeah, exactly. Time to shit or get off the pot. That's it. Yep. Uh, Bulldogs and Carlton at Etihad Stadium Saturday Speaking night. Bulldogs should uh, this would be a great test for them because yep. Carlton are up and about they've won two in a row Yep. Um, and, and the Bulldogs need to consolidate um, put some wins yeah. back to back I'd um, be stunned if Carlton could keep up with the Bulldogs I, I think the Bulldogs are going to have too much pace and if Carlton try and play the possession football that they try in patches they will get torn up on the rebound I think so too yeah see I disagree um, my made up stat for the night is that Carlton play 25% better at night um, so I reckon they'll get over the line fair enough um, I think they're still 50% worse than Western Bulldogs. So both their back-to-back wins so far. Moon shrines the, and dogs are some days. Yeah, just, it, like got, it's not on a Friday night for them. I can say they've got three wins so far this season and two of them were in the daytime, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> and they're <laughs> trying yeah. to come against me with your facts. <laughs> <laughs> the record losses were all on Friday nights. <laughs> 
All right, like we said, truth enough. <laughs> it, was it, was day, like, it was daylight somewhere. The problem was, I was right with you until I thought about it, which is what I think I That's where you went wrong. That's where you went wrong. It's my, my you, fault, really. I think that happens to a lot of the Carlton midfield, too. They're running along. I'm right with you. Hang on, I thought about it. No, I'm not, no, no, I don't. I'll just go that, go that way. That's good. Uh, Melbourne uh, making West Coast uh, travel up to Darwin. Um, I think it's, uh, that's a mistake because if there's one team that won't be uh, affected by the heat, yeah. it's West Coast. Yeah. We're used to playing in Perth. Yeah. Um, big win for West Coast. Massive. Yep. And I, the only thing I don't want to see with that is the fact that Nathan Jones is going to play well. And you just think, what could he do if he was playing for West Coast? Yeah. Um, ice. That's what he could do. Well, yeah. maybe. Do you think he'll leave a resume? <laughs> no, he's, uh, he, he bleeds uh, red and blue. Yeah, which is a problem. It's gonna, he won't be bleeding premierships. He bleeds um, back pocket checks. <laughs> uh, Essendon and St Kilda in the uh, first game on Sunday. See, to me, this is interesting because St Kilda are on the up and Essendon are on the slide. They've, uh, yeah, both teams are... I think Saints have shown more in less games than Essendon have, in less wins than Essendon yeah, have, because yeah. they are that young side. Um, Essendon, it's their midfield that's getting in, in yeah. trouble, I think. And I think St Kilda is showing a lot more in their losses as well. Yeah. I think uh, St Kilda, every chance to win it, especially if they can target uh, Watson and shut him down and even intimidate him a bit. He, he has been a class player. He's had an ordinary season so far, I'd say. By his standards, absolutely. Yeah, by his standards. Like, you're not expecting uh, you know, Sean McKernan to play to that level, but uh, you'd expect Watson to be able to take the game on, and he was completely ineffectual against Hawthorne. Because um, they roughed him up. Yeah, they uh, crumbled under the pressure a lot, but um, they can't play a, a, as as badly as they did against Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, uh, Saints will run uh, and run them out of it. Um, they might actually have the backman that can go with Rewalt, and that might shut them down. I, I think Essendon has to win. Because um, if they don't, I, you've got to start making some moves. No, I'm making some moves. I'm not tipping Essendon again for the rest of the year. I'm, <laughs> Fuck I'm, I'm all about St Kilda. They're yeah, going nah. to smash them. I'm going, this is going to be the first draw of the draw. season. If there hasn't been I one tell you, that's, not a, that's not as silly as it sounds. It, it could very much happen. Um, Crows are hosting the Cats. That is going to be a very interesting game at Adelaide Oval. See, to me, that's the match of the round because either team has a genuine chance of winning it depending on which one of their teams, teams turns up on up. day. Yeah. And both can play spectacular football. They can both take it to any team in the uh, in the AFL on their day. Geelong, it's just, will their day occur? occur? Uh, Geelong got up last time they were in Adelaide, which is a couple of weeks ago against Port. They'll be without Reese Stanley, who's, I think his season's finished or, or close to it with another injury. Um, mm. And that'll hurt their, because they are a big side. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they rely on, those uh, tools a lot. Yeah. Adelaide without Sloan, though. Yeah, I think that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's just one top quality player that their midfielder doesn't have to be accountable for. Yep. Um, that's why I think Geelong might get up in this one. See, I'm I'm going to go Adelaide based solely on the fact that I think Danger is going to tear them up. Um, be you've got few... two quality midfields, two quality forward lines, but to me, uh, Betts and Dangerfield are going to be the difference. I think uh, Stevie J will be uh, having a word to Dangerfield all night. And I'm like, hey, these blue and white stripes, they look all right, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Hey? 
Oh, no, he should come out and apologise for that. <laughs> he no, should. Yeah. Yeah. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Yeah. We don't want any of that. We don't know what the Adelaide players have been put through. Yeah, yeah he'll do actions <laughs> of signing a contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, he could, uh, Stevie J would turn me into a massive fan if he did that. Actually, Stevie, you're listening, and I know you are. Uh, definitely do that and give us a shout out to I'd like to see him like, take his helmet and take a collection plate around Adelaide. <laughs> 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 wow, wow. But budget rental cars are our new uh, spokes, spokesperson at the Geelong, Geelong Cats but I think Geelong will win and I think for Adelaide to win though their forward line will have to really fire so my crazy prediction if Adelaide are going to win they've got to kick twice as many goals as points there you go okay so they kick 20 goals 10 or something yeah, something, something similar like that, that. Even, yeah. and Geelong is so accurate with yeah. their, especially with their set shots this yeah. year so I, I think it's uh, that's very sensible. You thought about that one? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not really. No. Just, you know, by law of averages, one's going to come out as good. Get wrong. Yeah. Why fucking start now? Uh, Frio are hosting Brisbane. Fuck me. Well, honestly, uh, I think Brisbane should rest their players. Um, yeah. Maybe just send over a token force. You know, maybe fifteen blokes and just say, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to have a crack." Do you, do you think anybody would blame them if they forfeited? <laughs> um, well, not their members because there aren't many, but. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, back pocket was a cone. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> just a witch's hat or something. Maybe you could do it like you used to do in junior footy. Like a couple of the Frio blokes are in emergencies and whatnot. Mate, let them throw on a Brisbane Guernsey, Guernsey have yeah. a bit of a run. You know, you just let them let five play for Brisbane for one quarter. See what happens. You know, give him the third quarter, make him change Guernseys. And I mean, Frio kick seven. Frio have had like a tough um, couple of weeks after their buy, so I wouldn't be surprised if if they actually probably come out with sixteen people at half time. Just, you know, rest a couple extra. Rest a couple. Keep on the bench, you know. You Six know. on the bench. Yeah. Just Six because. Bench, yeah. um, this will be a good test for Frio to see if they can put on a big score. Because that's been yeah. their, their weakness um, in this period with Ross Lyon is they haven't put on big scores when they needed to. Yeah. I mean, they're a couple of games clear on top of the ladder. So percentage isn't going to matter to them, but they need to show that they can, they can take the big scores. Well, and also they're coming off a loss and a tight win. So yeah. they would love to just intimidate other teams yeah. by just yeah, exactly. killing them. Um, that's one thing they've lacked is intimidation. They've just been, they've outclassed people but not intimidated teams. Uh, they've done enough to get in front and then just, yeah, this will yeah. yeah. do. Um, Sandlands is going to have a day out too because Stefan Martin's got reported and I think he got two weeks. Uh, um, so uh, Lewenberger against um, yeah, he's um, got nothing. Sandlands, yeah. it's not going to be a good look. Yeah, so, he'd better grease up his arsehole right now because yeah, he's about to get driven. He's about to put four on bowlers on there. Uh, so it's going to be Centrelands down to five all fucking night. Yeah, I'm surprised if Daniel Richards Ruckman. <laughs> Why just not put four in there? Try and shark the clearances. <laughs> just have beams on Richards' shoulders <laughs> and see what happens. Uh, it'll be interesting if they put uh, Reigns onto five because Reigns ran with uh, Dangerfield last week um, and doing his niggling best. So. Yep. Uh, I think that that's the only danger that Fife gets the shits and smacks him. Um, <laughs> yep. That that is a real fair income danger in this game because yep. they'll win by a hundred. Yeah, uh, or at least they should. Well, if any of the Brisbane players want to earn a bit of extra coin, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, bookies that'll be willing to put oh, a bounty on. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Wouldn't the bookies be celebrating? Yeah, celebrating. They'd be all right. Which one of you motherfuckers paid him off? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll throw a hat around. We'll sort <laughs> this shit out. Uh, anyway, so that uh, that will be round fourteen then. Yep. Um, uh, that we've just predicted and that's the end of round 13 finally things are back on level pegging with every team's played 12 games and um, it's been uh, been very interesting it's been emotional uh-huh. yes yeah. emotional remember drop back every Tuesday for a new AFL podcast and we'll see you then bye bye ACAST powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.